Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. All right, this is part two of the Michael Butler interview. So if you haven't listened to part one, go one episode down from where you are right now. And that's all I got to say, so let's just continue on. This is part two of my sit-down with Michael Butler of the Rock and Roll Geek Show talking about his favorite albums of all time. Let's see how it unfolds. Enjoy. All right, where are we here? Number eight, sir. All right, number eight in my top 20-something albums is... Probably should be higher than most people, but I'm going to say... ACDC Highway to Hell. All right. And, and you All know, right. I go back when I've actually recently tried to do a Desert Island list. And, you know, it's like you start with the bands you love, of course. You know, then you go into, well, what's my favorite record by them? Everybody does it that way, right? When when it comes time to ACDC, because I'm like, well, ACDC has to be represented. Not because they have to, but because I love them that much. They're probably my top five favorite bands ever. Easy. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. And... Oh, by the way, I have no Ramones album in here. Oh, oh man. Oh. <laughs> okay, going on record. Fuck. He meant to put the Ramones on here, but uh, I haven't even got to the Angels or Alice Cooper either. Oh man. Where? What number are we? We're at eight. All right, maybe I can fit them in. <laughs> Fuck. I can always. Make right. a note. We could put them somewhere else on the uh, entry there. All right. ACDC Highway to Hell. Yeah, and the 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 temptation for me is to always go to Powerage. And I love Powerage. And Highway to Hell is a better album than Powerage, but, in my opinion. Although I is, love Powerage. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I, I've listened to a lot of Powerage over the years, but I've always listened to Highway to Hell, and I still listen to Highway to Hell. Highway to Hell and Back in Black are both fucking back-to-back yeah. great albums. And it, I think, I think what's his name produced both those. Yeah, uh, Bud Lang. His, he yeah. did. He did. Um, he did Highway to Hell, Back in Black, and for those about to rock, and then they fired him after that because this is how. You know, it's kind of a cliche term, but this is how punk rock ACDC is in a way, because once they started to get that massive success and the commercial appeal that Mutt was bringing to the band, they actually fired him over the fear that they would get complacent and start playing the game too much. You know, I got to give honorable mention to Stiff Upper Lip as well. Yeah, you know, I'm so glad you said that because I had dis- I had listened to Stiff Upper Lip when it came out, but it didn't get me when it came out for some reason. And then when you played top to bottom, stiff upper lips, good album, man, quality album, top to bottom. Yeah. And I do love it now. Don't get me wrong, but it just took me a few years for some reason. But when you played hold me back on your show, Oh, please. That thing just destroyed me. And and that's like my favorite song by him. Now you got to give honorable mention to razor's edge too. with uh, Chris Slade. Yeah. Yeah. Drums. Yeah. But I'm going to go with highway to hell. Yeah. Man, you can right, go with anything, I'm, of course, but yeah. yeah, the song I'm going to pick is if you want blood, you've got it. Right. Is is there really a better rock and roll song for the sake of rock and roll? <laughs> I don't know. Blood on the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here you go.
on the number here uh lucky number seven michael butler all right it's really getting very difficult to break these down but i'm gonna go i, I would be very i would be a hypocrite if i did not give honorable mention to the angels yes and thank you for turning me on to the angels because i've started to get a few things here and there and it's such a rewarding experience i'm telling you so i've already got my copy of face to face and i'm gonna go from there now, the Angels, I'm going with the United States version of the Angels because that's what I grew up with, I, I Australian listeners. Yeah, and that ties into ACDC because you said on your show whenever Bon Scott died is when you heard the Angels for the first time. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I listened to your show, Michael. <laughs> you know, a lot of because because Dark Room and Face to Face, in the Australian version, I believe there's some songs that cross over between the two albums. Yeah. But were, the album that did it for me, because that's the first album I heard when I grew up with the when you know when I was a kid, I was like seventeen or eighteen years old, was face to face. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with. Do you have this album? Absolutely, I'm holding it in my hand right now. All right, I'm gonna go with. Am I ever gonna see your face again? All right. Face to face. Go.
So I hope Doc makes it through, man, because he was he was great on your show. <laughs> That's one of my yeah. favorite episodes, actually. One of the top five frontmen of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, Doc Neeson is is amazing. So, and I just just listening to him, like when you played that live stuff on your show, I could just tell that he was just a beast on stage. So, all right, Michael, number six. What have you got? All right, number six, Alice Cooper Killers. Ah, oh, killer, just it's, it's killer. I always say killers, and that's I'm acting, I'm outing myself as an idiot by saying killers no. because I get it because I because of Iron Maiden, but it's killer. Yeah, and I could you could have picked any of those four albums first, Bob Ezrin produced, or or uh, Killer, or Billion Dollar Babies or Schools schools Out. Yeah, just. But I'm going to pick Killer because it's my favorite Alice Cooper album. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue that that isn't. I mean, like, the 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 first four Bob Ezra and Alice Cooper albums, Love to Death, Killer, Schools Out, and Billion Dollar Babies, in that order, is up there with the first four Ramones records. It's up there with the Stones between 68 72 output. It's it's in that run of records it's as good or better than that run of records it really is uh, yes and i'm gonna pick the hit song off that album okay because it's the only because it's the shortest song on the record it doesn't matter <laughs> you're talking to a guy that does an alice show every year for alice's birthday like he's gonna hear it <laughs> but i'm picking be my lover all right She struts into the room Well, I don't know her But with a magnifying glance I just sort of look her over We have a drink or two Well, maybe three And then suddenly She starts telling me
Be My Lover. I, I've got Jones' version of that, too. Yeah, Hit List. Yep. Actually, it wasn't on Hit List. It was on. Uh, it was supposed to be on Hit List. Wait a minute. Hold on. It, it was cut off. It, unless there's a difference between a U.S. and European version, it's... I have the vinyl. I'm pretty sure it's on the Hit List. Mm, I don't know. I mean... Uh, let me go find. Ooh. I need to go find my vinyl. Oh, if I can get you on a Joan <laughs> fact, I'm going to be so happy. Okay, I'm pulling out the vinyl here. Yeah, I'm going to pull out. I only have it on CD, so we're going to compare track lists here. Uh, be my lover is not on. It's, it's not on the hit list. Yes, it was on flashback. There as, you go. You're right. As a song that was supposed. To, I mean, she recorded it for hit list. They just didn't put it on there, along with that. Uh, uh, MCA EMI thing that was also supposed to be on there, but obviously they weren't going to have that. But she does Love Hurts. Yes, she does. Not a great version of Love Hurts, but yeah, I don't think any. And as much as I love Joan, I know you love Joan to death. Uh, none of the covers on the hit list outdo the originals. I, I she probably thinks it's a Nazareth cover, but it's not. No, actually, I played the original original. On I did a show of originals a few weeks ago. Do you know who did the original? Was it the Everly Brothers? It was, and nobody knows that. Everybody thinks if they know anything, they will say Roy Orbison, but even then they're wrong. But that's – the Everlys did it first. There you go. I'm the rock and roll geek, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right where are we on the list here, Joey? Number five, Michael. If number Alice five. Is, if Alice is number six, what's left? <laughs> I really – hold on. Let me count what I got here because I've – one – Two, three, four, five, fuck. <sighs> all right, I got to go with replacements, let it be. Ah, all right. Okay, what can you say about the replacements? One of my favorite albums. That's all I can say. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. It's one of the greatest albums ever made. And Paul Westerberg, one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Yeah, and they're, I think they're doing some reunion shows. Uh, but let it be top to bottom. Actually, with with the exception of the first song, which is the single, which everybody says is a great tune, it's my least favorite song. But uh, after that, the album's a masterpiece from top to bottom, including the Kiss cover, Black Diamond. Yes, I was going to mention uh, that. I could throw darts at any of these songs. So I'm going to pick. See, you want to you want to act like you're cool and pick a song that you know most people are not going to yeah. know off this album. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pick Unsatisfied, which is kind of a ballad. That's a great choice. All right.
I? Where am I here? <laughs> You're at number four, Michael. Oh, man. All right, I'm going to go with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. I love rock and roll. All right. Classic. And uh, That album was one of my favorite albums of all time. I saw her. I, that my famous story about pissing at the Joan Jett concert yeah. was during the I Love Rock and Roll tour. <laughs> she was opening for the police. I, I, That's right. I, heard, I just heard that story the other day because it's on your second most recent episode. <laughs> Top to bottom, fantastic album. Yeah. Do you uh, my, did you uh, did you pick up any of the uh, reissues with the extra songs on it and that kind of stuff? Because uh, I was going to ask you if you've heard uh, that other version of Nag, also. No, I don't have a reissue of that. Send it to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the bonus off of those. Yeah, she does Nag with the coasters. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I like Nag. Nag's my least favorite song on that album. Yeah, I, I actually kind of like the uh, I like the coasters version better with her. So yeah. My second favorite Joan Jett song of all time is on this album. All right. Your favorite is the French song, isn't it? No, my favorite song is Jezebel from the first album. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I love the French song. That is on... Uh, yeah, because I, I called it... That's a, on the generic album, right? I think it's on album, yeah. And when I, yeah. I actually called up a Joan Jett show review like last year... And I, I mentioned that she played the French on that that night. And you got really pissed because you're like, she never plays that when I see her. But what's your f- possible favorite song off of I Love Rock? I'm not going to. Oh, I Love Rock and Roll. I'm, oh, I didn't pick the song yet, did I? No. It's between Love is Pain and Victim of Circumstance. But because people have probably not heard Victim of Circumstance, I'm going to pick Victim of Circumstance. Because Joan Jett plays the guitar solo on it. Oh, yeah. Great attitude on that song, too.
and I've seen her play that. I've seen her play that song. I saw her several times when I Love Rock and Roll was out. Oh wow! Yeah, you said you've seen her like a hundred plus times live. I don't know if I've seen her that many times. But I've seen her a lot. Okay, but it's it's closer to a hundred than fifty, probably. Probably, I don't know. Well, right. I've seen her a bunch of times. I'll see her every time she comes. And the set she's doing. The last time I saw her, I saw her at a state fair last year. Or the, yeah. I think it was last year. She was fucking fantastic, man. She was she was playing all this shit that I have not heard in so. I think she played the French song, as a matter of fact. Nice, yeah. I've I've seen she her. It's great. Yeah, and it's 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 always at a, you know, like this. I've seen her at a state fair. I've seen her at a city fair. I've seen her at a casino. I've seen her at clubs. I've seen her open for the police. I've seen her open for the Who. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Yeah, I mean. There's no excuse why anybody out there listening hasn't seen Joan Jett live, unless you're homeless. And if you are, get uh, I Love Rock and Roll. Yeah, I know you say, oh, the Crimson and Clover, I Love Rock and Roll. Those songs have been burned out. That album from top to bottom is a quality album. That song was a hit, or that album was a massive hit, not because of those two songs, because it's a fucking great album. Yeah. Okay. Probably because of those two songs, but but mainly because it's a great album. Can I do a quick uh, stump the trunk against you real quick for Joan? I don't claim to be an authority, but go <laughs> ahead. Well, you should, you'll should. you probably know this. No, no. On the original demo of I Love Rock and Roll, the song that Joan uh-huh. recorded, who was her backing band? Oh, uh, well, Steve Jones and Paul Cook, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Nice. See, I knew you'd get that. <laughs> All right, moving on. Your top... The rock and roll geeks, but there were other guys in the band too, not just Steve Jones and yeah, Paul Cook. I, I mean. know, and that was that mostly the professionals, or was it? Because uh, <clears throat> you got me Steve into Jones them. And Paul Cook. Steve Jones and Paul Cook were in the professionals. I don't know who else was in. Yeah. I don't know who all played on that original uh, demo version. I, okay. But it was they were definitely on but, it. Uh, I, I Steve think, Jones and Paul Cook played played on a lot of uh, demos on on actually on the Bad Reputation, I think. Okay. And I think I Love Rock and Roll is a demo from Bad Reputation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, if I can interject, please do. Inter- Eddie Trunk gets stumped more than he gets the answers right. <laughs> Boy, he yeah, he backpedaled when you uh, when you brought that up. Then he goes, well, yeah, but they ask weird stuff, you know. I'm like, well, they have to keep upping the ante, dude. If he knew, uh, look how much he put himself out there. He knew the first album that Lars Ulrich purchased. How are you not going to get weird after that? Okay. It's only because he probably asked Lars that question. Yeah. So weird. Any, any bad things I say about Eddie Trunk, by the way, is only because I'm jealous. Yeah, well, that's what we. Yeah, we all do. All right. It's, we're coming down to the top three of. Am I down to top? Am I down to three? You're down to number three, sir. Oh wait a minute. One. Uh, we got to bring it down. We got to do the top four. Sorry, Joey. You're gonna have to make add one more. Okay. So we're at number four point five. David Bowie, Diamond Dogs. Ah, yeah. All right, name two songs in that album, Joey. I can almost do the order. Hang on. Yeah, you're pulling it up on no, your I'm iTunes. No, I'm not. I'm doing I, I, I do. I did not leave any websites up to do this show, and I'm not going to turn around and pick it out of my collection. Did you think this would be in my list? Uh, I, I was thinking that you, if you were going to pick a Bowie album, uh, we used to, we actually bonded over Station to Station the first time I talked to you. Uh, Station Station is my fa- my second favorite David Bowie album, and I know you got to tell Earl, Earl Slick that too. Um, there's the intro. There's Diamond Dogs. I know that Cracked Actor. No, Cracked Actor is on Aladdin no. Sane. I get those two mixed up. So 
1984, the, uh, the Big Brother, all the all the 84 musical numbers that we, he was going to do, they're all on there. Um, Rebel Rebel's on there, not Aladdin Sane, right? right? Yeah. Which was covered by Joan Jett, by the way. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, but yeah, like the, the B-side of that album is the 1984 musical that he was going to put out, and then he abandoned it, and then they was like, well, we like the song, so we'll just put it on diamond dogs which is what you want to do if you are low on material and you're touring all the time so all right the song i'm going to pick on diamond dogs is a ballad but it brings back a lot of good memories for me when i was living at this house in jacksonville florida this song is called rock and roll with me ah nice Sick. 
We were just singing that the other day at work, believe it or not. How could you not like that song? You you play that song for a girl. Oh, yeah. And if she has any good taste in music, she's taking her clothes off. <laughs> and that's what rock and roll is all about. <laughs> exactly. You know David Bowie plays almost all the instruments on that album? I did not know that. I thought that that was another Pure Spiders from Mars band uh, release. I think he played all the guitars on that album. Wow. Wow. And the, listen to the guitars on that album. They're fucking great. Yeah, yeah, there's no argument here. I always thought it was Mick. So. I could be wrong. You know, I'm, I'm, coming, I'm acting like I know what I'm talking about. Now I need to do the Google search or the Wikipedia search okay. here. Well, someone, someone needs to go online, not me. <laughs> I'm looking. The Great Oracle is looking. Diamond Dogs. You see who played on this album here. Well, they'll, they'll be. I'm sure. Here's the thing. He Okay. Earl Slick played guitar on Rock and Roll with me. There you oh. go. See, I'm wrong. Wow. But, you know. But. Okay, Andy Parker, Alan, excuse me, Alan Parker played guitar on 1984. All the other, all the other parts were done by David. All the other guitars were done by David Bowie. He played. He did vocals, guitar, saxes, Moog synthesizer, Mellotron, producer, and mixing engineer. Wow. So bass was done by Herbie Flowers. Drums were done by Tony uh, Newman and Nancy Dunbar. And uh, Tony Visconti did a little bit of strings. Did you and know that, mixed it. Did you know that Ansley Dunbar was actually one of the guys, uh, like in the top three or four guys, considered for Kiss when Peter Chris left? Is he in? Uh, was he in Journey too? That I don't know because I'm not a big Journey guy. So, yeah, he. I mean, he's he's definitely one of those like permanent session guys, you know. But no, he played with Ian Hunter. Did, yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, Nils Lofgren, Eric Burden, John Mayall, Frank Zappa, Ian Hunter, Lou Reed, Jefferson Starship, Jeff Beck, David Bowie, White Snake, Sammy yeah. Hager, Michael Schenker, Journey, Journey. There you go. Yeah, he actually played drums. Journey. How, how, how did I know yeah. that? And Ansley actually was the drummer on the big White Snake comeback album, even though he didn't do the tour. He played that whole record. Okay. So yeah. It wasn't Tommy Aldridge. As was uh, John Sykes. Yes, yeah, Sykes right. and Neil Murray. I don't know why I still know that, but I grew up in the 80s, so there you go. <sighs> All right, where are we on the list here? Number three, finally. <laughs> we just did 4.5. <laughs> okay, number three is... Oh, fuck. Man. Let's see, hold on a second. We got one, two... Uh, three. I think we might be okay. One, two, three. I might have it here. Okay, might have it. Number three is the Wild Hearts. Earth versus the Wild Hearts. Ah, greatness. Uh, if there was any justice in this world, we would have gotten to see that album top to bottom within the last few months live. He but if you were in New York, you could have seen it. Yeah, I know. That guy offered you like a free ticket, didn't he, to go to it? Yeah, he got well free ticket to the show not a free plane ticket. not a free plane ticket yeah i know but hey man i'm talking to a guy on the phone that has been invited to perform at ginger's birthday party before that's fucking massive man i mean that's if who, you who, never who, did who any you talk to? what's that who, who did you talk to you i'm talking to you oh okay like if you never did anything else that I had one... a dream about ginger last night really <laughs> I dreamt that I went. I was at a show. He was he was sitting in with with uh, Metallica, <laughs> and I went so up lucky. to and I went up and said, "Hey, Ginger, how's it going?" And he totally blew me off. He acted like he didn't know me. Wow! Just because he was all big time in it with Metallica, you think he? I don't know about I just, you. It was just a dream I yeah. had. I was. You only re- and you only recorded a tune with him. Also, I mean, come on, man, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. you must. If if I did that, I'd wake up every day of my life going, man. 
if everything sucks today or if everything else sucks the rest of my life, I got to record with Ginger. That's fucking badass. <clears throat> I take my hat off to you, sir. All right, thanks. Well, my favorite Wild Hearts album is PHUQ, but the better album, I'm not going to lie, the better album is Earth vs. the Wild Hearts. It's up there with Guns N' Roses and as far as like near-perfect albums. Oh, yeah. You notice that, that Guns N' Roses has not been in my top so far. I, I notice. I, I don't suspect they're going to show up here anyway. But, uh, so from Earth versus the Waters, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the shortest. I'm going to pick one of the shorter songs. Okay. You can pick whatever you want because the genius Fuck. of the Wild Hearts is usually the longer jams anyway. So. Uh, what am I going to pick? Like, oh, TV Ten. How about that? That's a, That's four minutes and thirty seconds. I'm picking TV Ten. All right. There you go.
TV Tan, and yes, I'm not just saying this because he's on the phone with me, but you need to go purchase Earth vs. the Wild Hearts. As important as owning Appetite for Destruction or Back in Black or any of those records. Yes, and send me an email to rockandrollgeek at gmail.com rockandrollgeek at gmail.com and I will send you for free the song that I played on with Ginger. Oh yeah, brilliant. Send that to me. <laughs> you don't have it? I still don't have it. Mike Clink produced it. I know, yeah. You told me you geeked out with him about UFO records. And, uh, and the Babies records, the babies, too. Yeah, greatness of the Babies. Um, all right. I, I am, <laughs> I'm super-duper curious right now, Michael. We're down to the last two records on your Desert Island list. I apologize for the Ramones not being on this list, by the way. I'm giving honorable mention now to uh, Road to Ruin. Oh, okay. that's a great one. Oh, man. I love that you picked it that one, too. should be on there. And people, just like um, people that picked the first Ramones album, yeah, the first Ramones album is great, but people that pick the first Ramones album on their list, I'm always suspect of, because that usually means that they haven't heard Rocket to Russia or Road to Ruin. I just get That's that like people who pick Ace of Spades as their favorite. Yeah, the favorite Ramones song. Yeah, I, I remember that. I, I think I was on the phone with you. I'm first. just going to rattle off songs from Road to Ruin, okay? Yeah. I just want to have something to do. Oh. I wanted everything. Don't come close. Ballad. Yeah. Needles and pens. Another ballad. Well, it's a cover, but whatever. Yeah. I want to be sedated. That was the that was their only hit, really. Yeah, pretty much from that album. Questioningly. Okay. All right, but it's not in my top twenty albums. It should be, and I apologize for it not being in there. It should be. It's actually in my top twenty albums, but I just didn't put it on the show. All right. All right. So at number two. <sighs> I'm going to go with Uncle Ted, Double Life Gonzo. All right. Yeah, I. the first time I heard anything off of this album was an AM station. Weirdly enough, the only hard rock metal station when I was growing up in Abilene, Texas, would constantly play. And probably because it was a piss break for him, I don't know. But I love the live version of Great White Buffalo on there. So good. All right, what's what studio album was Great White Buffalo on? The stump very the, stump, per- the, stump the uh, stump the Oracle. The debut album. Wait, it was, on Tooth- no, it was on Tooth Fang and Claw. All right. Oh, I had to rebound there. Tooth Fang and Claw is an Amboy Dukes album. Yes. Although it's really a Ted Nugent solo album because uh, Rob De La Grange and Cliff uh, Cliff Davies was on that album as well, I believe. Yeah. I uh, yeah. Sorry, I had to Although, rebound. Honorable mention in my top albums should be Tooth Fang and Claw. Yeah. And Cat Scratch Fever. I'm curious, what is uh, what is your all-time favorite song off of Double Live Gonzo? And yes, it is one of the greatest live albums of all time, for sure. And apparently- Any song on that album is great. Any song on that album is great. So I'm just going to pick, and for the sake of, of keeping this 
shortness of this episode. No, you don't want to play Great White Buffalo. Great White Buffalo, six minutes and twenty four seconds. I don't care. But if you why have are you laughing? No, I. Just, I, I like that you're worried about the, the only people. song I could do without is "Baby, Please Don't Go" because I've yeah. heard that song a million times. Ah. This is I always tell the people that, that this about this album. You cannot listen to this album without playing air guitar. Yeah, I'm, it is. It is a fucking fantastic live album. Sure, there's probably overdubs. Who gives a fuck, man? Yeah. This album is a masterpiece. Fucking blast rock and roll. Uh, tailgating arena rock. This album defines arena. A uh, Van Halen defines arena rock. No double live ah. Gonzo defines arena rock, man. Yeah. It's, it's a great, Do you record. disagree. No, I don't disagree. And also most of it was recorded in uh, my fair state of Texas. If not, all, if not, all San Antonio, <laughs> San Antonio, <laughs> Michael, I don't we'll care. See you again and again and again and again and again. You can bet your ass on that, baby. All right. Well, I don't care. Don't worry about time, Michael. What is your absolute favorite song? If you're going to convince somebody on this record, what do you play? I can't pick a favorite song in this album. I can't. All right, fuck it. We're going to play Great White Buffalo then. All right. All right, here you go.
That song used to kill me when I heard it on the radio. I actually recorded it on a cassette because I knew they would play it like every day. I'm assuming it was that DJ's piss break, but I love it. I'm, I've said this before. I said this to – I don't know if I've said this to Ted, but I'm going to say this again. I learned how to play bass guitar from Double Live Gonzo. Nice. I learned that album from top to bottom on bass guitar, and I could probably pick it up now. I could probably pick up my bass and play along to it right now. That's awesome. The only thing I can't play is the entire song of Hibernation. Well, that's tough, man. <laughs> I could. I could learn it. Yeah, yeah. But I never actually learned that from top to bottom. I did I did the beginning of Don't get me going, man. <laughs> that album's a fucking blast. Uh Jasper is so wrong. That album is a fucking such a great album. I think, and I love Jasper, but I think he's like a lot of people. They they can't get past him. They can't get past the man. They can't separate the art from the artist. You know, I mean, to me, I can I can't only do that whenever it. You know, they'd have to do something pretty terrible besides just be a big mouth. Honestly, 
Uh, Chuck Spear called in with a Ted Nugent show review on a recent show. I heard opened that. Up with you were Don you were totally Siegel. geeking out over that set list too. I loved it. I'm sorry, Ted Nugent, Double Live Gonzo. That's one of the greatest albums ever made. Oh. I'm sorry. I think I've done the process of elimination now. All right, you I'm know what pre- number one is then. I think I'm pretty positive what number one is, but oh wait a minute, I forgot. No, you got to have a d- tie. It's a two way tie. Sorry, Joey, two way tie. Uh, Wait, Ty, Joey. Sorry. Yeah. So number one point five. One point five. Top twenty. Who did you leave off? <laughs> Go ahead, take a guess. Well, I assumed that after all of this, that Cheap Trick was going to be number one. Well, they're one point five. Wow. Cheap Trick in color. I almost forgot. I almost, I almost passed them over. Because it, it's just such an obvious choice. I mean, I understand why you forgot. Um, and if I, I, you know which album it is. In color, exactly. In color is the greatest power pop album of all time, hands down. I think so. Most people will probably say Cheap Trick's first album or Dream Police or Heaven Tonight. No, but I'm going with In Color because that's the tour I first saw him on was In Color tour. Yeah, and, and it's on. I saw Cheap Trick. Yeah, and that, that's not just your nostalgia of, of the tour, Michael. It's the fact that it's the best album. It is the best most catchy album they've ever done top to bottom a fucking masterpiece man yeah. not that the first album in heaven in heaven tonight and, and dream police are not masterpieces either yeah but they have different things on them that doesn't make it a straight up top to bottom power pop record this one does all right i'm gonna go with my favorite song on this album all right go ahead have a guess um well i mean i, I would just be picking my personal favorite and today <laughs> it would probably be southern girls Exactly. But, but, That's my favorite album, Southern Girl. Or my fa- excuse me, my favorite song, Southern Girls. All right, let's do it.
Okay. So, yeah, in color, nothing else to say. I've played it on my show. Michael's played it on his show. You just heard another song from it, The Great Southern Girls, which I'm going to I'm gonna do a little geek rant here. Lately, the last two times I've seen Cheap Trick Live, no Southern Girls. How do you play Texas and not fucking play that song? Well, I've heard – I've gotten reviews from people where I've, I've seen set lists uh, where they have – have played Southern Girls. So. Okay. You yeah, know about they, the lawsuit, right? Yeah, yeah. Bunny. <laughs> yeah. He's, I told you, I said this a long time ago on the Rock and Roll Geek Show that Bunny yeah. gets a fourth of everything they make, including gigs he does not play. Yeah. That's why he's suing them. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's ridiculous. And he's, and in my eyes, he's painted himself as like a uh, Peter Chris or Mike Love type character at this point. So I'm I'm kind of done with Bunny, honestly. Uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about Bunny. I know you're I not. I love Bunny. I love Bunny. You, but... he, Bunny Carlos should do the Rock and Roll Geek Show. If I got to choose between Bunny and Robin Zander, I got to choose Robin Zander. And that's why yeah. Bunny's not in the band, by the way. Yeah, you said that on your show, too. Either you said it on your show or Good Clean Fun, but I remember you saying that he pulled an ultimatum on him, uh, according to your friend of a friend. So Yes. Yeah, just say it for that for the sake of. And a uh, friend of a friend told me that Bunny gets a, is supposed to get a, a quarter of everything they make, including live gigs. And what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Not gonna toot my own horn, but. <clears throat> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? That's uh, me tooting. That's me tooting my own horn, by the way. Okay. Let me, so let me ask you. With all the concerns, the, the fact that they have to kick in a quarter of their earnings to Bunny, supposedly. What do you think, as someone who's played shows, and you've played professional shows and continue to play professional shows, you've been on big tours before, what do you think Dax Nielsen is pulling in, money-wise? Uh, he's probably just getting a salary. Yeah, that's the thing to do. Because it's like, well, if he runs out of money, he's got his dad on tour, you know? Hey, Dad, got some money? No, he's doing fine. I like Cheap Trick. I have to say I like Cheap Trick better with Dax Nielsen in the band because they play better songs. Yeah, exactly. In the band because... Bunny wouldn't play a lot of tunes because he yeah. said his back hurt or something. Bunny was a big pothead, as a matter of fact. I, 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 a lot I of people don't that. know that. Yeah, I think I think you mentioned that too. That's how I found out about it. But yeah, it's the same thing. That goes back to the Kiss thing. Like, I like the current lineup almost better now at this point. You know, even as a longtime fan, like I've been a fan for like 25 years, and. I love Eric and Tommy in the band because they're they grew up. It's like the guys that play with Alice. They grew up listening to them, so they actually know what their best stuff is, and they can separate it almost as fans and you know employees. Like, hey, these songs are better. You should be playing these songs again. Yeah, there will never be another Glenn Buxton or Dennis Dunaway, in my opinion, yeah. or or Michael Bruce for that matter. Yeah. And I understand that, but but guys like you know, but guys like Eric Dover and guys like uh, Chuck Garrick. They love Alice, and they grew up with Alice, so they're like, dude, why aren't you playing Halo of Flies? That's what we want to hear. You know, why aren't yeah. you playing Raped and Freezing? And they, then they'll make it happen. So Ryan Roxy, the guy who's playing with them now, yeah, I love who I've had on my show, yeah, uh, is in the was co-wrote a lot of Eyes of Alice yeah. Cooper. And I, I hope and, the reason they brought him back is so they can write better tunes again, because yeah, I'm hoping so too. Because Welcome to My Nightmare was pretty bad. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as uh, Along Came a Spider, though. That is the worst yeah, album. That's horrible. He it's has horrible. ever done by a mile. And I actually, even even after those Sunset Strip sounding albums, 
along came a spider is a hundred times worse than, than anything off of constrictor or raise your fist and yell. Cause you could actually pick songs out of there that actually do sound good, but there's nothing at all. That's good about that record. There is a song on the eyes of Alice Cooper. That is one of the best Alice Cooper songs ever written of all the time. Alice Cooper has done songs in my opinion. It's song that didn't the, rhyme. Yes. That is a, brilliant song it's one of the and most- the ballad of jesse jane as well as as honorable mention as well jesse jane's on dirty diamonds oh you're right you're yeah. right but, but uh, the song that did song that didn't rhyme is a fucking fantastic tune yeah, it, it's it's thanks for the 1099 <laughs> yeah. the 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 uh, the groupies were snoring i mean like that is a hilarious and when he well, said the drum beat was off time or yeah. something like that and he go and, he, and eric, uh eric, eric singer, singer plays off time yeah fucking great man that is genius yeah the first alice special i did i played that song i said this is why alice is one of the greatest songwriters of all time you know don't believe me ask one of your heroes like bob dylan he'll tell you the same fucking thing uh all right we're at number one number one on the rock and roll geek desert island list take a guess you you are i don't see how you could not guess it okay we played I mean, just think, top five albums ever made. Oh, is it, am I just not thinking obvious or something? All right. Well, Billy Rowe would disagree with me. He would think Toys in the Attic is a better Oh, my album. God. Aerosmith, it's so obvious. Jesus. The oh. Rocks is probably... <laughs> I have to say Rocks is probably the greatest rock album ever made, in my opinion. Yeah, and... You know, Rocks is it's a five star record. If you're if you stop at five stars, it's five stars. It wouldn't be five on the Rock and Roll Geek. It's got sport. five rocks on the cover. Yes. <laughs> and five diamonds. Yeah. Whatever. And by the way, I want to thank you also for turning me on to Rock in a Hard Place as far as like giving it an actual chance. How about uh, Night in the Ruts? Night in the Ruts is great, too. But I think Rock in a Hard Place is a little better for, for my taste. Of all this, of all the classic albums that revisit I ever did, I got more response from Night in the Ruts. Yeah, Night in the Ruts is a great record. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, Rocks is just one of those albums when uh, it's it's the it's the rock stars classic album, and I say that because anybody that I grew up listening to, anybody Rock in a Hard Place, you said? no, uh, Rocks. Oh yeah, Rock, uh, of Rocks course. is the musicians rock star rock and roll it's, classic it's, album it's unanimously considered one of the greatest albums ever made yeah it's like if you if you're talking about what has survived on radio it's obviously toys in the attic but if you ask somebody I mean, like slash i mean or, just think now think off the top of your sorry to interrupt but think off the top of your head the, the greatest rock albums ever made yeah. are probably most people consider appetite for destruction rocks Back in Black, and I don't know, you can name two others, but those are probably three yeah, of them. Fingers or something like that, yeah. Yeah, or Exile, probably, something like that. Hey, how come Some Girls isn't on your top 20? It should be. It gets, <laughs> I should get an honorable mention, because Some Girls from top to bottom is a fucking fantastic album. Yeah, I know. I, I When you did the I'm classic. I'm telling you, yeah. this, this list could change <laughs> at any time. I mean, I didn't even mention Thin Lizzy, Renegade. Oh, man. South or Bad. Black Rose. <laughs> You know, I could have I could have mentioned a lot more, and next week I could probably have named different albums. So, yeah. don't. I, I mean, I know you're gonna no, not gonna no, send me emails no, 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 anyway, no. but Bye. don't send me emails telling me that I'm wrong, 
Go ahead, rockandrollgeekatgmail.com. Tell me I'm a stupid asshole. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, Whatever. Every, everybody should buy everything that you've mentioned on the show here tonight. They're all yeah. fantastic albums. Maybe they're not the greatest albums ever made, but they're my favorite albums. Some of, they're just some of my favorite albums. That's what it's all about. You can't go wrong with any of these albums I mentioned. You will not be, di- you will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. If I get a job, I'll refund your money. If you buy these albums and you don't like them, and if I ever get a job, I'll refund your money. Okay. Right. So, Michael... Number one album rocks. What's the number one song off of it? You can throw darts again. Again, yeah. I mean, my favorite album is Combination because Joe Perry sings it, but I'm going to have to go. I'll go with Sick as a Dog. All right.
Closing out the show here tonight, Aerosmith, back when they were great, sick as a dog. By the way, they they even now they say that new album sucks. The guys in the oh, band good. say good. that album sucks. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. yeah. You could have picked anything off of that album, Michael. That was sick as a dog from Rocks. And uh, I remember Stephen on MTV years ago saying the reason we call it Rocks is because it is and because it does, and that's all you need to know. So why would I expect anything less? So you know, you could have just as easily picked Toys in the Attic. Toys yeah. in the Attic's a fantastic album too. And I could have just as easily picked Rock in a Hard Place or Night in the Ruts. I'm just as, just as big of a fan of those. And I could have also picked Live Bootleg. Yeah. But Rocks is is widely considered one of the greatest albums ever made. Yeah, yeah, and and for good reason. It is, it's the fan favorite, and it deserves to be. It 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 should. If there was any justice in this world, it would sell exactly the same as Toys in the Attic, but it never will, sadly. And why doesn't Aerosmith just cop, just make, just for the kit, just for kicks? Yeah. Like Scorpions did with that last album they uh, did. Great example, Van Halen. Just go copy the album. Yeah. Which, you know, I didn't give honorable mention. I should give honorable mention to Scorpions, uh, oh, Animal Magnetism, oh, or, yeah. or, um, or, Animal, or the album before that, Love Drive. Yeah. Like, Those albums are some of my favorites as well. See, I might, mine could change at any time. Well, like Scorpions, that middle era of Judas Priest, that's the exhibit A I always point to of why metal should never abandon their pop sensibility. I mean, because... Why is it so hard? Why is it such a sin for especially the newer bands to embrace any kind of pop sensibility when that's like the thing? I don't get it. Do you want to not be around like 20, 30 years from now? You not want to write that song that people will listen to for the rest of their lives? You know, there's lots of bands I could give honorable mentions to. Yeah. And I could just go on and on. I could give. I, I'm e for it for that matter. Even Andrew WK. Yeah. Uh, I get wet. Could be oh. the babies. Could be in there. There's lots of bands that could be in my top albums. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I Michael, even if you gave just a, a fraction of an hour to a thought of this list, I, I got to tell you, it's an honor that you you took the time out. To ah, show. fuck you, Joey Rock and Roll. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't take kiss and ass very well, do you? You can you can dish it out, but you can't take it. Black Flag, I didn't mention them. Well, you, I mean, yeah, but you, ah, you, circle jerk, you did I circle jerks. That's that's good enough. I think people won't fault you for that. Come on now. So, what's um? Uh, let me let me ask you a really douchebag generic interview question, if I may. Well, Boston, <laughs> first Boston album. That's a classic album. Sar. Oh, I don't know why I didn't put Czar in my no. top 20 albums. As a matter of fact, I take it back. Czar's for That Czar album produced by Rob Cavallo is probably my top 10 albums of all time. So yeah. there you go. I missed, I See, I screwed up. Oh, Michael, you convinced me. Bullet La Volta, The Gift. <laughs> you convinced me to buy that Czar record, and I love it. And, you know, like I said, if I ever have you back on the show, we're going to talk about some of those real gems, like the, the, the unheard albums that you still haven't heard that you should. You know, stuff like Czar and New York Loose and, you know, that kind of stuff, the Ginger Solo albums, stuff like that. So don't worry. We'll definitely get a chance to do that. Hopefully, if I'm never coming on your show again, oh. so we're never doing it again. So just the one shot, huh? Okay. I know. That's, That's okay. <laughs> Dead Boy's first album. Oh, man. You can go... Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. I love when you're like, Come on. How can you not love this? Come on. The dictators, uh, not the first dictators, but um, 
Blood Brother. Shit, I don't know. Go girl, girl Crazy. There you go. That's, mm-hmm. That would probably be my favorite. I have that record. Yeah. The great. Um, I mean, Mark- there's lots of honorable mentions. The Divinals, I didn't even mention them. Rose Tattoo, I didn't mention them. You actually got to talk to Chrissy, man. I'm so jealous. That was a great interview. She was a sweetheart. and. All right, all right. Uh, Quit kissing my ass, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. Fuck you, man. Go <laughs> go, go! listen to Modern Alice Cooper, you son of a bitch. Or, I'm sorry, uh, by modern I mean songs from 1983. School's out. Yeah, or, no. I mean, school, uh, whatever you call it. Uh, what's that song? Uh, Feed My Frankenstein. <laughs> Feed My Frankenstein. <laughs> There's a band called the X-Idols, the first X-Idols album I never mentioned. I should have gave Social Kill. I should have put that in there. Go ahead. You are talking about Look. Gen X the other week? That's another good one. Um, yeah, first generation X album. That yeah. should have been in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, I, I want to ask you to do me a favor at some point. Uh, go ahead. i got to piss, so let's make this quick. Go listen and, and go listen to the Hey Stupid album. And, the like, first Fear album. I all forgot the record, to mention. All the record. Beef bologna and all that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, Joey? Well, listen to the Hey Stupid album. Take off Feed My Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Take, ah, take, right. take Feed My Frankenstein. I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. Oh, it's... It, 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 <laughs> it's, it's 10 times the album that the track and by the way you were bashing i'm, I'm gonna call in my alice show review finally so i can say this on your show but how could you trash house of fire man it was co- <laughs> it was co-written by joan jett and joe perry care. and joe perry plays the fucking yeah guitar. i know i know oh, but that's come on how could you trash that song i don't care that desmond that's child so co-wrote it you should love oh, that song there you principle. go all, all you gotta that's all i gotta hear is desmond child co-wrote it but your two favorite rock people in the whole world, Joe Perry and Joan Jett, are on the same. Desmond Child negates it. <laughs> well, you stand by your principles, Michael, and that's why I love you. So, all right, Michael, thank you so much for coming on my show. And as you uh, say, and I feel like I'm copying you, but I do, I really appreciate it. All right, thanks, Joe. I appreciate it too. All right, thanks. All right, bye. All right, have a good one, Michael. Right, I'll talk to you later, Joey. Okay, bye. All right, so there you have it. That's. Most of the full story, I guess, uh, concerning Michael Butler's favorite albums of all time. I hope you enjoyed my chat with the man. I hope you enjoyed the list and all the songs. Let's go ahead and run down the songs we heard. And I'll get into the plugs, and then we'll get out of here. First off, you heard, of course, ACDC from the Highway to Hell record. If you want blood, you've got it. Greatness. It's a five-star record for sure. Next song would be The Angels, or The Angels from Angel City, or Angel City, depending on what country you live in. But that was from an album called Face to Face. Great record. And the song, Am I Ever Gonna See Your Face Again? Alright. Next up we had probably my all-time favorite, Alice Cooper, represented with the killer record, and the song Be My Lover. Next up was The Replacements from the Let It Be record, and the song Unsatisfied. After that we heard Joan Jett and the Black Hearts, with Victim of Circumstance from the I Love Rock and Roll record. Go check that out, of course. Of course, buy all these records. They are essential, and I'm not just saying that. All right. We heard from David Bowie from the Diamond Dogs record with Rock and Roll With Me. Uh, Then the Wild Hearts with TV Tan from Earth vs. the Wild Hearts, their debut full length, if I'm not mistaken, actually. Uh, After that, we heard Ted Nugent, one of Michael Butler's favorites there, from the Double Live Gonzo record, one of the great live albums of all time, and the song Great White Buffalo. Thank you, Michael, for letting me pick the track there. Uh, after that, we heard from Cheap Trick and the great In Color record with Southern Girls, 
And then closing out the show here today with Aerosmith and the Rocks album. We heard Sick as a Dog from that record. So, like I said, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I had a blast. And, and before I plug my stuff here on the show here tonight, I'd like to say definitely go to rockandrollgeek.com and, you know, uh, leave a few bucks in the jar for Michael there on the PayPal donations, the beer fund donations, and let him know that you are appreciative that he came on my little show here, Rock Strikes 10, and, you know, support his sponsors and stuff like that. Because he has sponsors. I, I do not at this time. But uh, for further information on Rock Strikes 10, please go to cnjradio.com, and you'll see all the links there to Rock Strikes 10. The Great Synaptic with Randy Brown, a true alternative. Go listen to that show. And the flagship Wrestling House show, which is relaunching in a major way. Uh, actually, not too long from now. So stay tuned. Big things doing. And stay tuned to the next episode. I'm going to do a theme I've been meaning to do for a long time. And also announce a contest for you listeners out there. You can win a massive prize box. But you're going to have to tune into the next episode to find out just how you can. All right. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning into the show here today. Thank you so much again, Michael Butler, for coming on my show. It was an honor. And thank you, everybody out there, for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you who listen to the show. Take the time out to listen to my show. So thank you again. All right. There you go. Till next time. Have fun. Have fun.